Good morning, and welcome to chapel. The theme of today's chapel is Living Out Loud, and the members of our student ministry team will be representing the seven colors of the rainbow. And that's red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet. And we have seven members of our student ministry team. Each color connects to ways we can live our faith in bold ways. Rainbows signify promises. Rainbows signify inclusion. Rainbows signify boldness. How can we live our lives as bright, bold testaments to faith and love? Today, we light the peace lamp for those who are hurting, who are feeling isolated, and who are feeling disconnected. May they feel the presence of God. Let's pray. God, we thank you for being able to gather virtually. We thank you for the presence of each person here in this chapel and each person tuning in from wherever they are. We ask that you bless this chapel, bless people who are listening, bless people who are acting, bless each of us on this campus as we find ways to connect and grow in our faith in bold and exciting ways. In your name we pray, amen. If you can keep quiet at a time like this, deliverance and relief for the Jews will arrive from some other place, but you and your relatives will die. Who knows, who knows if perhaps you are made to be queen for such a time as this. Esther 441. When I think of the color red, I think of strong emotions. I think of fury, I think of passion, I think of love, and I think of courage. The book of Esther tells the story of a Jewish woman who becomes queen of Persia. When she learned from her cousin that the king's advisor planned to have all the Jews in Persia executed, she did something that was unthinkable at the time. She went to the king without an invitation, knowing full well the act could have gotten herself killed. She did it because it was the right thing to do. Red is the color of courage. Red is the color of Esther. I'd like to do a reading now, Esther chapter five, verse five through 14. On the third day, Esther put on her royal robes and stood in the inner court of the king's palace in front of the king's quarters. While the king was sitting on his royal throne inside the room, opposite the entrance to the palace. And when the king saw Queen, Queen Esther standing in the court, she won favor in his sight. And, and he held out to Esther 
the golden scepter that was in his hand. Then Esther approached and touched the tip of the scepter. And the king said to her, What is it, Queen Esther? What is your request? It shall be given to you, even as much as half my kingdom. And Esther said, If it pleases the king, let the king and Haman come today to a feast that I have prepared for the king. Then the king said, Bring Haman quickly, so we may do as Esther has asked. So the king and Haman came to the feast that Esther had prepared, and as they were drinking wine after the feast, the king said to Esther, What is your wish? It shall be granted to you. And what is your request? Even as much as half my kingdom. It shall be fulfilled. Then, then Esther answered, my wish and my request is, if I have found favor in the sight of the king, and if it is to please the king to grant my wish and fulfill my, my request, let the king and Haman come to the feast I will prepare for them tomorrow, and I will do, and I will do as the king has said. As Haman went out that day joyful and glad of heart, but when Haman saw Mordecai at the king's gate, that he neither rose nor trembled before him, he was filled with wrath against Mordecai. Nevertheless, Haman restrained himself and went home. And, and he sent and brought his friends and his wife, Zeresh, and Haman recounted to them the splendor of his riches, the number of his sons, and all the promotion, promotions with which the king had honored him, and how he had advised him above the officials and the servants of the king. Then Haman said, Even Queen Esther, let me be, let me, be, let no one but me come to the king to the feast she, had, she has prepared, and tomorrow I am also invited by her with the king. Yet all this is worth nothing to me, so long as I see Mordecai and the Jews sitting at the king's gate. Then his wife Zeresh and all their friends said to him, Let a gallows fifty cubits high be made, and in the morning tell the king to have Mordecai hanged upon it. Then go joyfully with the king to the feast. The idea pleased Haman, and he had the gallows made. I'd like to conclude with a short poem. The Book of Esther by Stacy Zuzuk Robinson. The blush on my cheek, it's paint, and I have glittered my eyes and robed myself in the finery of silk and gossamer, lapis and gold, and hoard myself for your satisfaction. You asked for no thoughts, you merely offered my body to the king, my life forfeit if my beauty failed. You asked for no ideas, and I gave you none, though I had a thousand and ten thousand more. Diplomacy was played on the field of my body, the battle won in the curve of my hip and the satin of my skin, fevered dreams of lust and redemption that blush on my cheeks is the stain of victory and of my shame. Thank you.
Before this week, I've never owned orange clothing. Um, I don't think I'm gonna ever wear this outfit again. Um, I still really love it. Uh, I love being bright and loud. My favorite outfit in the summer is a neon tank top with rainbow shorts. Um, my boots, which I don't think you can see, have rainbow laces. Um, I own a bunch of weirdly colored bow ties. Um, I just love being bright and loud. I love being me. And five years ago, I would never have worn this outfit. Um, all I owned were black t-shirts and a few pairs of jeans. I did my best to sit in the back of the room and say nothing. My hair was long and brown and great for hiding behind. Uh, you see, I was afraid of what people might think of me, so I decided it was best if they didn't think of me at all. I thought I was happy with that. Turns out I wasn't happy with that, and I didn't realize how unhappy I was until I started to experiment. First I dyed my hair, and then I cut it shorter, and then I got a tattoo, and then I started wearing neon for no good reason, and then I cut my hair shorter again, and I got another tattoo. And more importantly, I began to speak up. I began to say what I was thinking. My family will tell you that I've always been argumentative, but I began to argue with people besides my family. I stood up for what I believed in. I asked questions that made people uncomfortable. I spoke my mind. Now, I don't say all of this to say that it's bad to be the quiet student in the back of the room. It's okay if you don't wanna say stuff in class or dye your hair or wear bright orange. Um, what's important is that you know who you are and you aren't afraid to be that person. My pastor once told me, you are exactly as God created you to be. Um, my pastor told me that when I was coming out at church, but I think it applies to a whole lot more than that. When my pastor told me this, um, I thought about uh, what it means to be me. And it means that who I am is beautiful and wonderful and something that I should be proud of. Um, I know that I make mistakes and that I'm not perfect, but God loves all of me, and that is including the orange clothes and all. Thank you. When I think of the color yellow, I can't help but think about the sun beginning to shine after 40 days of storm and darkness during the flood in Genesis. I think of the relief Noah and his family must have felt seeing the bright yellow sun peek out from behind the gray clouds after weeks of struggle and pain and grief. God tells Noah to be reminded of God's covenant whenever Noah sees a rainbow a rainbow that appears only because the sun's light is refracted and the water droplets still present in the air from the storm. 
This story reminds me of God's promises for things that are good, things that are really good. Even in the midst of storms and pain and grief and suffering, God's rainbow symbolizes God's promises for better things, for hopeful things. That promise is made vibrantly clear following the storm, following the pain, in the midst of all of it. Working together with the sunshine and the hope and the steadfast promise that God provides. Psalm 84:11 says, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. He bestows favor and honor. No good thing does the Lord withhold from those who walk uprightly.
When I was given the color green, I was initially thrown for a loop. Ideas and topics ran through my head, jumbled but with no real direction or purpose. It went from grass, then to summertime, to vegetation, all the way to the shot stick on 2K. Only a few people will understand that. But I wanted to have a more meaningful take. Once I sat down and thought a little more in depth, I began thinking about growth, seeds and harvests, and health and prosperity. When I thought about growth, natural and spiritual examples came to mind. Naturally, we know it's something that happens with time and experience. Plants and fruit mature by growing and ripening. As humans, we were created to grow physically in stature, and as we learn, we grow mentally through knowledge and experience. This same dynamic is what Christ desires for us spiritually. In 2 Peter 3 and 18, we are encouraged to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This growth, isn't a, this growth is not an overnight ordeal, but rather something that comes with time and devotion. He desires to have a mature relationship with each one of us. Next was seed and harvest. Naturally, in order to reap a harvest, one must first plant a seed, then tend to that seed by watering and being a good student over it. Once again, this dynamic is spiritual. In Genesis 8 and 22, we learn that the earth was ordained by God to cultivate both seed and the harvest. Farmers plant a seed and expect the harvest in due season. Likewise, the people of God are encouraged to plant a seed of faith and expect that harvest in what you pray for. It is important to steward that faith just like a farmer would steward his crops. Lastly, health and prosperity is something most people long and pray for. Many hope for a long life full of blessings and health that allow you to enjoy the people around you. In number six, Moses is instructed by God to pray a blessing over Aaron and his sons. It reads, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This next song is an rendition of number six, 24 through 26. I believe it will be a blessing to those who hear and receive it. Like Ephraim and Manasseh, 
Forgetting the troubles of their past And having a fruitful future Lord, make our sons Like a friar man, Manasseh Forgetting the troubles of their past And having a fruitful future daughters like Sarah and Rebecca like Rachel and like Leah who built the house of Israel Lord make our daughters like Sarah and Rebecca like Rachel and like Leah who built the house of to start off by reading a devotional from Jesus Always by Sarah Young. When your world looks dark and threatening, come to me. Pour out your heart to me, knowing that I'm listening and I care. Find comfort in my sovereignty. I'm in control, even when global events look terribly out of control. Actually, many things are not as they should be, not as they were created to be. You do well to yearn for perfect goodness. Someday those longings will be wondrously satisfied. Feel free to wrestle with me about your concerns. But remember that the goal is to come to a place of confident trust and transcendent joy. Revelations 22, 1 through 5. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb through the middle of the street of the city. Also on either side of the river, the tree of life with its 12 kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit each month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be anything accursed, but the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it, and his servants will worship him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads, and night will be no more. They will need no light of the lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light, and they will reign forever and ever. The color blue in the Bible represents heaven. When we think of heaven, we also think of the blue skies. When we look up to heaven, we see blue. We see life in the birds and even in the airplanes. We see light. In the verse, it talks about the river, which water is also blue. Around it, we see the tree of life and all of its fruits. When I look up 
and see the blue sky, or when I look down to see the blue river flowing, I can't help but see God and be grateful for the life that he has created. It's important for me to thank God for the people around me, the birds in the sky, or the fruit on the trees. When I'm troubled or feel alone, I know I can look anywhere where there's life and see the light of God. Thank you. Hello. I want to talk to you about integrity. What does it mean to have integrity? Now, when I first thought about integrity, it made me think of being honest and always doing the right thing. Yes, that may be a part of integrity, but that's not it. Having integrity means that you're trustworthy, that you're hardworking and responsible, you're patient, helpful, and gracious. I chose to talk about integrity because in this time that we're all going through, it's terrifying. There's hardships with coronavirus, racial and social injustices, people who are high in power control others with low power. The Me Too movement is being more and more prevalent in our lives, and it's heavy. We all have to remind ourselves to have integrity through these times, including this year of 2020. We have to be patient with others when we don't have the answers, including a vaccination for COVID-19, gracious for people who make mistakes, and being honest about your feelings and communicating in a healthy way. We have to support one another as we don't know what the future holds when it comes to the election and when we have to be six feet apart from one another all the time. But this can also relate to our faith and relationship with God. We have to hold our beliefs close and continue to have faith even though it may be hard in these kinds of times. Being honest with God and spreading love to others shows integrity. Today I have a scripture from Psalms 26, 1 through 3. This reminds us to have faith in God when things are hard and to hold each other responsible for our own actions. Here's the word of God. Vindicate me, Lord, for I have led a blameless life. I have trusted in the Lord and have not faltered. Test me, Lord, and try me. Examine my heart and my mind, for I have always been mindful in your unfailing love and have lived in reliance on your faithfulness. Thank you.
unto the Lamb. Honor and glory, worthy is He who overcame. Buried in shame, risen in power, He is alive in the stone. Hear these words of benediction. May the God of every color help us to be bold and to step out in faith. Amen. <laughs>